For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back in. It is the Believe Podcast, the Believe in Patriots podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Brady Farkas, Aaron Wells with you here. A lot to get to today. Uh, Cam Newton on the I Am Athlete podcast last week. Nikhil Harry doesn't feel any pressure, although he probably should, and I don't think that he's being truthful with that. And also... Um, some interesting stuff from Mike Reese about Jimmy Garoppolo maybe being the quarterback of the Pats next year. Uh, the podcast is always brought to you by Bet Online, betonline.ag, NBA betting. The uh, All-Star Game is coming up this weekend as we uh, record this. Also, you can get your bets in on March Madness as we come in as well, conference tournament season, NCAA tournament season as well. So betonline.ag is the only place to safely and reliably get in your bets. Aaron, to the podcast. What you're about to hear is a presentation of the Believe in Patriots podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. All the news, opinions, and insights on your six-time Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots. Now, it's your host, me, Brady Farkas. It is the Believe in Patriots podcast. I am Brady Farkas. You can follow me on Twitter at WDEV Radio Brady. Also, you can follow Aaron on social media on Twitter at 1013AaronW. VT. Aaron, we don't use the video often in this podcast, but your head is like halfway cut off. So why don't you fix that before we get back into it? How you doing? I'm good. I can't fix it. I've looked all over my office. I don't have anything taller. I I can hold it. (laughs) I don't think you want to hold it. That's all right. So our our social media highlights, you'll just see Aaron's eyes and that's about it. Um, Punch down. Look, we were off last week. It's been a crazy busy week this week for both of us. So we kind of got a truncated late start to this podcast. So I'm just going to kind of rip through a couple of things, Aaron, and it'll be a shorter day for us. Mm-hmm. The big story last week was Cam Newton on the I Am Athlete podcast with Brandon Marshall, Ocho Cinco, and Fred Taylor. And Cam talked very openly about his time in Foxborough. He, he defended Belichick, McDaniels, his teammates, etc. He also explained that he thinks his absence from the team for a bit because of COVID was a factor in how he played. Do you think that that is a legitimate reason for Cam's struggle, or is that an excuse? I think it's legitimate, and I think that for a couple of reasons. First of all, if you're a first-year quarterback in a system, uh, you need every second you can get around the team to get as acclimated as possible. Second of all, we've seen a number of other athletes, especially people who rely on their athleticism to any degree, who have really struggled after coming back from having COVID, even if they weren't necessarily super symptomatic. Like we are seeing right now, actually, Jason Tatum for the Celtics looks Mm -hmm. very different than he did before COVID because he just doesn't have the stamina. And I think for Cam, a guy who was coming off of a shoulder injury and has had other injuries throughout his career, it was really not an opportune time to deal with something that affects your stamina and your recovery, especially when it's also affecting how much time around the team you're getting. Yeah, I agree. I also think it's a completely legitimate reason. I think there's a difference between an excuse and a reason. Cam also didn't use, didn't talk about COVID during the season. Like it wasn't something that he went to the well 
over and over again and talked about uh, COVID, that would have seemed like an excuse. But now to reflect on it, I think he's right. Look, it impacted his ability to prepare. It impacted his ability physically, I think, also more so than he lets on. And mentally, it's hard to focus and do things virtually when you're constantly wondering, what is happening? What am I supposed to be feeling? Is tomorrow the day where I start to get sick? And you're just in this constant state of wondering what's going on. And Cam said, look, it felt like I was following the car. I got off and they kept going and he was never able to catch up. And I know he's an NFL quarterback. You should be able to pick it up quickly. Well, we've heard over and over again how hard the Patriots system is. Flutie told us he was in the league. He was in the uh, in pro football for 20 years. He still didn't know the Pats offense by the end of his only season in New England. So I, I think it's absolutely a valid reason and not an excuse. Yeah. What they do there is complicated and, Quarterback in general is one of the most complicated jobs in sports. And Cam held himself accountable the entire season. It was always about he needed to do better, he could do better, and he was going to try. And he was not the first person to point to COVID as the reason why he was struggling. So I think it's completely fair after the season when it's already been speculated about to just say, hey, yeah, I think that's what was going on. Every, we've we've heard for weeks quarterback rumors. Where are you at right now with what the Pats should do? Uh, I think they get a Band-Aid quarterback and they draft somebody. Um, as far as Band-Aids go, I actually like Alex Smith. Now that he's available, I think he makes for a good – because I think with Alex Smith, you can get more than one year if you need to out of him. I think you get two or three, whereas Fitzpatrick, I think that's strictly a one-year thing because that guy can only go so long. Um I don't like Alex Smith. And I I love Alex Smith, the person. He's 36 years old, Aaron. And at this point, I look at him like Cam Newton. It's almost a draw. Like, Cam is a better runner, and he's more physical, and he can help the run game more than Smith can. Smith is a slightly is a better thrower, but he doesn't throw the ball down the field. So you have another guy, a, a game manager, who doesn't bring you the running ability of Cam. And at 36 years old, I don't know that you can get two or three years out of him. I look at it this way. We know how hard it is to learn the Pats offense. Whoever's in there this year is going to struggle if it's somebody new. Their first year will be a struggle like it was for Cam. So I'm not interested in bringing in only a one-year guy. Like I'm more interested in Mitch Trubisky, somebody who's young who I could grow with if I wanted to. Like I'm more interested in Trubisky than I am in uh, in Fitzpatrick or – in Alex Smith or Mariota, like I'm more, I, I'm just more interested in either Cam as my stopgap because he already knows it and I've endured the growing pains, or somebody who was young enough to sign for multiple years. I'd be happy with getting Cam back for a year. I think he'll be better than he was last year, wherever he ends up, uh, especially if it's in New England because he's had a little bit of time uh, to learn the system. Uh, I would rather draft a quarterback than try and grab somebody who's already either near the end of their rookie uh, contract or past it and would also have to learn and sort of start over again. Especially, I don't totally trust a guy like Mitch Trubisky. I think he'll be getting paid more than he's worth for the rest of his career. Um, Yeah, I think draft somebody is probably the best move. Oh, I want to draft somebody too. I'm talking about I like Cam as my stopgap guy. Yep. Um, And if I did have a guy, you know, if I brought in a retread, I'd at least want it to be somebody who I could have around for a while, and that would be Trubisky for me. Um, It's a bloodbath around the NFL right now because of the salary cap in terms of we see all kinds of guys getting cut, restructured. 
Pats are going to have a lot of money to play with there, and I think they can afford to be very, very aggressive this offseason. They still need to figure out the quarterback from a long-term standpoint, but a short-term standpoint, they can go and make some real noise this offseason. Yeah, I'm really hopeful that they make moves uh, at the wide receiver position. There are a bunch of guys, actually, I've been holding on to this for a while, guys like Corey Davis or John yep. Ross or Keelan Cole, Kendrick Bourne even. Will Fuller is going to be a little bit more expensive than those guys, but he's probably worth the money given his speed. Chris Godwin's going to be a free agent, although I'm sure the Bucks will try and keep him in town. And same with Kenny Galladay. But there are receivers out there who aren't going to be you know, $20 million a year guys who are very talented. I want Allen Robinson. That's my big that's my big money ticket. And then what about a guy like Golden Tate potentially who just got cut from the Giants? Uh Golden Tate's going to come at a, a really great value. And Allen Robinson as we've seen is one of the most talented receivers in the NFL. So I would love that duo for sure. My my worry about Tate is his attitude. Like he didn't really get it in New York with Joe Judge who's a Bill Belichick disciple. But the Pats did try to get Tate a couple of years ago. So, you know, before he got traded to Philly. So, but there's a lot of guys like that bottom line. We even saw Kyle Van Noy get cut this week from the Dolphins as well, who the Pats could bring back. So there's guys like that who are veteran players who can help either in the, you know, in the short term or in some cases, maybe the long term. But if you're looking for the 2021 Patriots to be good, I think they can get a lot of veterans on one year deals that are kind of just back into the market. I would love to get Van Noy back. I think. For him, it's a great move because he was a really good fit in this system. I think he, we get the best out of him. And then to have a, a linebacker who doesn't have to come in and learn that multiple defense that the Patriots love to run and who gives those rookie linebackers from last year more time to figure out what they're going to be in this league, I think that's a good move. Um, I really want to make some moves on offense. Uh, we're not going to be a team – led by quarterbacks so good you can throw out whatever you find for maybe ever. So you know, get some talent. Kyle Rudolph, the Vikings tight end, long time. He's he's released this week too. He said he's interested in coming to the Patriots, and that shocks me. Like I can get why the Patriots are interested in him, but why would Kyle Rudolph want the Pats? Like if you don't know who your quarterback is, why are you naming the Pats as someone you'd be interested in? Like I think about it. They're not right now super close to winning a Super Bowl, so that's not it. They're not going to pay you top dollar, so that's not it. And you're not from here, so that's not it. And they don't have a quarterback, so it's not that. So like, what exactly about New England is appealing to a guy like Kyle Rudolph? What Just that there's playing time and opportunity, that's it? I think it's probably that he's a good fit and he would get playing time. And regardless of who the quarterback is as a tight end, I mean, if unless you're a super talented athlete who's still young enough to make big plays down the field, you're going to be – a lot of times a safety valve guy. So whoever the quarterback is, you're going to get the ball. Uh, I Patriots think tight ends this year didn't get the ball. Well, they weren't good. They were young guys who hadn't developed yet. Uh, yeah, Kyle Rudolph, were... though, is 32 years old, can't outrun anybody anymore at this point. And he's leaving a run-first offense in Minnesota. Does he want to come to another run-first offense in New England? Like, I just don't get why he would think New England was appealing. I guess. I think he probably sees him sees this that system as one that has been favorable towards tight ends when they have upside and probably thinks of himself as a guy who has a lot of upside. Um, one more thing on the quarterbacks. Mike Reese of ESPN today said that he thinks the Patriots want back Jimmy Garoppolo. I I don't understand. I, it's not that I hate Jimmy G. It's not that. It's just what about him is so appealing? He's still older. He's injury prone. He's not incredibly mobile. 
he doesn't throw the ball down the field particularly well. So it seems like the only thing he's really got is the experience in the Pats system. And he started two games for the Pats. Cam just started 15. So at some point, I think Cam's got nearly as much experience as Garoppolo does. At the right price, I think he's a good fit. But the problem is the Niners gave him, you know, the big contract. So he's not coming at the right price. And he probably won't be at the right price ever again. Uh, So I don't think it makes sense. I think if you have to pay that much, you might as well go get somebody who's going to be a difference maker rather than a stopgap or, you know, a game manager. I mean, again, I just look at Garoppolo. I look at Alex Smith as the same kind of thing as Cam without the running ability. Garoppolo is a better thrower than Cam. Yes, that is true. But he doesn't run like Cam. So let's just say we're starting at a baseline 50-50 in Cam, 50 runner, 50 thrower. So Garoppolo is a 60 thrower and a 30 runner. Like we're just ending up at the exact same place. We're just doing it in a different way. And I'm not in the favor of, hey, we're going to get to 7-9. It's just going to look different than it did this year. I'm not, I'm not in favor of that. Yeah, it really depends on how high the team is on Garoppolo's passing. I know it, when he was young and when he was first in New England, it seemed like Bill Belichick was pretty high on his passing. But we've seen more from him since then in uh, in uh, San, San Francisco. Jeez. And he also got hurt there and hasn't really been healthy since. So it's definitely a different guy than when Bill was so high on him. So I don't know as he's necessarily someone the Patriots are interested in anyway. Well, I think they are interested in him. I think Belichick loves Garoppolo. I believe they're interested. I think the money is going to be part of it. I don't know that they would want to trade for him. I think they probably wait to see if he got released. So then you're waiting for a bit to see what happens. But Garoppolo, I think, is a guy that can win when everything is right, right? When guys are healthy, the defense is good, the schedule is favorable, the coach is elite, the time management's elite, penalties are called, certainly. Like, I look at him as Kirk Cousins. I don't know if he's better or worse than Cousins, but he's in that same ballpark. And you know what? That's what I think Cam is. Cam could be good if everything was perfect. The problem is, is that in New England, nothing is perfect right now. So I think you'd be playing through the same growing pains with Jimmy G as you were with Cam this year. I think the difference is that Kirk Cousins was a little more aggressive, which made him a great fit in Minnesota when they had two Pro Bowl wide receivers. But in general, yeah, they're guys who they're not necessarily going to hurt you. They may not make you significantly better, but they're not going to, you know, be Jameis Winston and throw 30 interceptions in a season. You know, ideally, Cam definitely struggled with turnovers last year. But I, again, he also had come off of a COVID situation. He was a first-year quarterback in a difficult system, so he gets a little more of a pass. Uh, At the quarterback position, though, long-term, you want a guy who makes you better, not a guy who just doesn't hurt you. Yeah, and I think that's what Garoppolo is at this point, too. I think they're trying to limit him in San Francisco the same way the Pats are limiting Cam, and we've seen that lack of freedom and how it made the Patriots' offense look. Um, let's kind of wrap on this. Nikhil Harry made some interesting comments this week. He said he doesn't feel pressure going into year three. He said he's just out there having fun. Um, do you believe that he doesn't feel pressure, or is it just something he's saying? It wouldn't shock me. I mean, most wide receivers at that level have an incredible amount of confidence. Uh, I think he should be worried. I think the fact that he can't get open on a regular basis, and when they throw to him, it has to be back shoulder fades through coverage – uh, is not a good sign. And the fact that most of the time when he gets the ball, it's on like a receiver screen. He should want to be better in that area, and he should be concerned that he's not there yet. But I wouldn't be shocked if he isn't, just knowing how wide receivers are. 
45 catches in 21 career games. Yeah. 45 catches in 21 career games. He's never open. Do you think that Nikhil Harry is really bad, or do you think that Nikhil Harry has had a difficult upbringing into the NFL? I think he's a bad fit. I think there are plenty of teams where the quarterback has the green light to throw into traffic and a guy with a big body like him could be successful. But the Patriots like throwing to the open guy and he just doesn't create a lot of space. Hmm. He's got great hands. He's very physical. Uh, I think he's just not a fit here. That's an interesting point. I think that he has had a tough upbringing into the NFL. And what I mean by that is that, look, he missed most of preseason last year or in 2019 at this point. Um, missed the first eight games of the year on IR, comes back in. The team is, you know, unbeaten at the midway point of the season. And Tom Brady doesn't want to help rookies. So that's not necessarily a shot at Tom. It's just Tom's trying to win the Super Bowl. He's not there teaching you how to play football. So Harry's rookie year is essentially wiped out. And then this year, Cam is clearly better with Harry from a patient standpoint, but Cam doesn't get there until July. So you have the COVID shutdown. You can't work. You can't see people. So Harry's not working out with the Patriots quarterback. He doesn't know who the Patriots quarterback's going to be. So he can't gain a rapport over the offseason. Then he gets Cam and they have a good personal relationship. But the offense was so subpar and Cam doesn't throw all that well this year that Harry didn't get a lot of chances. So I'm not here to tell you he's secretly better than DK Metcalf. I just don't think he's as bad as what we've seen statistically. Right. Like I I just don't think he fits well in a scheme that values efficiency so highly, no matter what X's and O's stuff they're running. Uh, Cam is a first year quarterback may have a great relationship with the guy, but he doesn't want to start his Patriots tenure off throwing to a guy who's not open. He's going to want to try and get himself going with guys who are open and Tom Brady never liked throwing to guys who weren't open, unless it was Randy Moss. <laughs> I don't think I hear people say, "Oh, couldn't Nikhil Harry get cut?" I, I could see him getting cut after next year potentially if he's bad, but I don't think you can cut him this year. I look at this team and say they have two sure things at wide receiver as far as their roster goes. Jacoby Myers is one. Nikhil Harry is the other. Julian Edelman to me is a bonus. Ian Rappaport said he his knee may not be ready even by next year, so we'll see. He's a bonus. Demir Bird's a free agent, and Gunnar Olszewski's not a wide receiver to me, really. So I'm looking at Harry and Myers on the team, and I, I got to go find four or five wideouts over I do it between free agency, the draft, trade, whatever. I think they need to bring in four or five wideouts. Yeah, so uh, Gunner only fits in certain sets because he mostly just relies on his speed. Uh, I don't – and Nikhil Harry has to learn to create some space. If he's going to work here, he has to be better at that. Otherwise he's going to, I would assume he could have a strong career somewhere else if he doesn't, but here that's not going to work. Jacoby Myers, I think is a better fit as a two or a three guy. Um, but he definitely has some upside. So yeah, I think there's, you know, at least three guys need to come in uh, to give this team depth at that position. Well, we'll continue monitoring it. Free agency is about uh, two weeks away, a little less than two weeks away at this point. And Pat's got a number of questions of their own on the free agent market. Lawrence Guy is a free agent. David Andrews is a free agent. And, you know, Marcus Cannon is coming back from the opt-out season. What are they going to do with him? So Pat's have a lot of questions. All right, that'll do it for us. Shorter podcast today, but we wanted to get something in before the weekend because we were off last week. So Aaron, follow him on Twitter. 
at 1013 Aaron WVT. I'm Brady at WDEV Radio. Brady, Aaron, we'll talk to you next week, man. Sounds good. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.